Amen. Amen. All right. Let's go to to, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 7. We took a little a little uh, little short trip to the book of Luke, but uh, I think it's I think I need to come back to Second Corinthians chapter seven. At least that's where I kind of feel like it's supposed to be at this point in time. So, all right, and I'm going to read verses two through seven this morning, and. Um, you know, I just think as, as I read these, think about uh, Paul really gives us some, a look at, at his love and, and his desire for, I um, mean, here for the, for the Corinthian believers, for that church to, to grow and to, and to do the things that, that he had preached to them and taught to them. But, you know, I think um, it's good for us to look at this and, and, and just think about the desire that, and, and the love that he had in his heart for the church, for those that he that he had had seen converted, those that he had seen saved, those that he had seen grow, and those that he had seen have problems and continue, and just you know, I think with this year starting off, that you know, God knows, God knows exactly where each and every one of us are. You know, He knows exactly where we are, and uh, He knows that. Uh, you know, I think so many times as I read and study, I just think, you know. Sometimes I, I'll be honest, I kind of, I, I second guess myself maybe, and I know it's, you know, a lot of times it's just me, and, uh, but then there's times when eventually he always shows me that, and I just sit back and think, you know, he's had, he, he, he has all the, everything planned out. I mean, from, from the time that I was born until where I'm at now, but not just that, but just whatever lesson it is where we're supposed to be, I mean, he's, he's gotten He's guiding us there, and and I just appreciate the fact that that he does that. And I mean, and and, and again, just a confirmation of his word is, and he is who he says he is, and and uh, it's just all confirmation. I don't know. I'm not I'm not getting it out very well this morning, so I'm going to read verses two through seven, and y'all pray for me. I it says, uh, "Receive us. We have wronged no man. We have corrupted no man. We have defrauded no man." I speak not this to condemn you, for I have said before that you are in our hearts to die and live with you. Great is my boldness of speech towards you. Great is my glorying of you. I am filled with comfort. I am exceeding joyful in all our tribulation. For when we were come into Macedonia, our flesh had no rest, but we were troubled on every side. Without were fightings, within were fears. Nevertheless, God that comforteth those that are cast down, comforted us by the coming of Titus, and not by his coming only, but by the consolation wherewith he was comforted in you when he told us your earnest desire, your mourning, your fervent mind toward me, so that I, so that I rejoice the more. And as I said here in, in, in verse 2, Paul is pleading with the Corinthian church. He says, if you look at that, what he says, he says, receive us. And, and he goes on to say that, that uh, he said, Paul and his followers, I mean, we've talked about this before, but Paul and his followers, they were constantly being accused of wrongdoing. I mean, it didn't matter where they were. They were being accused of doing wrong. No matter how good, no matter all the good things they were doing, they were still being accused 
by those that, that were against them that they were doing wrong, always. And um, Paul's pleading with, um, with them and, and not to get caught up in all, this, all the worldly things around them. And I thought how, how appropriate it is for the time that we live in today you know, again, God is per- His plan is perfect. When he, when he brings us here to these places in Scripture, I mean, he's, His Word is nothing but a help to us. And I mean, and I just think it's wonderful that we can look here this morning, not because I'm standing up here and sharing this with you, but because God has brought us here to give us, starting the new year off, to say, look, you know what, all these things go on, but hey, I've got everything under control because I can tell you exactly, if I wanted to, I could tell you exactly what's going to happen tomorrow. I mean, He knows that already. He knows what's going to happen in eternity forever. He already knows. And, and you know, I just think how, how wonderful it is to sit here and look and say, he's telling these folks back then, look, don't worry about all the stuff that's going on around you. Don't worry about all the stuff that's going on that doesn't have anything to do with who I am, but focus on me, and I'll take care of you, and I'm the one who's going to, who's going to bring you through all of it anyway. So, but he's pleading with them not to get caught up in all the worldly things around him. He's saying... And here's what he's saying. He's saying, make room for the word of God in your hearts. That's, that's really what he's saying. He's saying, make room for God. That's what he's saying. And if you, if you back up, I think it was in, uh, let me find it here. I think it was in chapter 6. I've got to find it. Um, yeah, verse, yeah, verses 11, 12, and 13, just right back in chapter 6. He said, and we talked about this. I know it's been several weeks back. O ye Corinthians, our mouth is open unto you, our heart is enlarged. You are not straightened in us, but you are straightened in your own bowels. Now for a recompense in the same I speak as unto my children, be ye also enlarged. You say, well, what's he, what's he saying there? He's talking about his heart. He was saying our heart, our, my mind, my heart. He said, my desire is to see you all grow. My desire is to see people saved. That's what, he, that's what Paul's saying there. And he's saying, look, don't be held up. Don't be held up by yourself. You know, I don't know about you all. Sometimes I get held up by myself. Okay, and I get aggravated with myself. I'll just be honest with you. Frustrated sometimes, and that's enough on that. But I mean, but really, but really, you know, and, and I don't know. Maybe y'all don't have that problem, but I do. And I get, I get frustrated, and that's what, when there's, when I, when there's something that goes wrong, and I don't think it's going right, you know what? It's not, it's, it's my, it's my focus. What I've got to work on is I've got to trust that God... <laughs> There's nothing going wrong. It's going wrong from my perspective, but God's got it all planned out. Okay? I mean, he, it's going his way because there's a reason. There's his reason, even though I don't understand it. So he's saying make room. He's telling them make room for, for the word of God in your hearts. And I just thought how, how I need to do the same thing with this new year is make more room. You know, I, I mean, I, I've, I'm working. I've, I've been working to make room. I mean, I'm not bragging, but I've got to make more room. Okay, I got to make more room, and and Paul knew. He knew. I mean, Paul, <laughs> he wasn't, he wasn't, uh, he wasn't sitting in a, in a in a box somewhere. Okay, in a room somewhere, moving from town to town, you know, just preaching and teaching in a vacuum. I mean, he was out among the people. He was out in public. He knew what was going on around. I mean, he he was the, he was facing the brunt of it. He and his, and the people around him, but he he knew all the resistance around him due to the preaching of the gospel. And he knew every believer, here's the thing, he knew every believer in Corinth at some point was going to be surrounded and was surrounded, number one, was surrounded by worldly people. 
We live around a bunch of worldly people today, okay? I mean, that's just how it is. We live around a bunch of worldly people. I'm not talking bad about them. I'm, I'm giving the facts, okay? There are those who are spiritual, and then there are those who are worldly. And we live around a bunch of worldly people today. And we have to understand that. But we don't have to be influenced by them, okay? So, and he goes on and he says, he says they knew that he was going to be, they were going to be around them, surrounded by them, their, their ideas, their actions, their culture, and look in verse 5 what he says. He says, in, he uses the words, without were fightings and within were fears. You know, it's one thing, it's bad enough that he was being attacked on the outside, okay? He was being attacked verbally, physically from the outside. I mean, the people in opposition, like I said, they were all around him. I mean, they were all around him. And, and you know, they weren't, they didn't, I'm sure, that they didn't hesitate to, to lash out at him every opportunity they had. But, and he, you know, but the thing is, and he was carrying a load of concern on the inside. You know, I mean, a lot of times that load of concern on the inside can be harder to carry than the, than the physical things on the outside. You know what I mean? I mean, and, but he was carrying both. So nobody was going to sit there and tell Paul, you know, come to Paul and say, well, you know, Paul, I'm really having a hard day today. You know, I'm sure, though, the man that he was and the heart that he had, had they come to him and said, you know, Paul, I'm really having a hard day, he wouldn't have said, well, you know what, let me tell you what's going on with me. He wouldn't have said that. He would have said, you know what, you can get through it. Let me tell you how you can get through it. Let me tell you, let me tell you where you can get your strength from. You know, and by the way, here, let me, let me pray for you. Let me, let me be a help. Can I help you? I mean, that's what he would have said. He wouldn't have said, oh, you know, I got way too much on me. I can't deal with any more of your problems. That's not who he was. And, uh, but he says, you know, he had concerns for the converts. I mean, for the believers in the churches that he founded, he was carrying a tremendous load. And, you know, I think sometimes I, you know, I want to have a pity party when things don't go exactly how I think they ought to go. You know, I need, I need to get a reality check every now and then, get down here in the Word a little bit more and realize that, you know what? Look what all these men did, what they did, what they went through, how they lived. You know, I've got it, uh, I've got it pretty good. You know, even if when things are rough, I've got it pretty good compared to what they had. Um, but he carried a, a tremendous load. I mean, he was pressed... And not truly, he was pressed and troubled on the outside, and he had concerns and fears on the inside. I mean, he had a lot. And if you look at verse 6, look at what he tells us, though. These two words. He says, nevertheless, God. He knew, he knew who was going to get him through those things. He knew where he was going to, how he was going to keep going. And he also knew why the things that were going on to him were going on because he knew that he was doing what God wanted him to do. And I think that's the, that's the, the thing, you know, as we, as we think about serving him, it's serving him and doing what he wants us to do, not what we want to do. You know what I mean? I mean, I hope that makes sense. But, you know, but the bottom line is, this morning, make room for God. That's what Paul's telling us here. He's saying, make room. God's got the answer Paul the preacher, he wanted the believers to know the power of growing in God's word. And not only that, but the power in God's word. I mean, he wanted them to understand that. Because there is power. I mean, there is power in his word. I mean, I mean he, is God, he is the God of all power. We know that. But he shares that power with us when we seek 
I mean, he shares that with us. I mean, that's how we get through these things. But um, he wanted to see them grow, and he wanted to see them continue to grow. And, you know, that's no, that's no different. I think I thought about, you know, Pastor Tom and Josh and Greg, and I mean, and every man that's been called to preach God's word. I mean, beyond a shadow of a doubt in my mind, I know that their desire is to see, number one, people be saved, but then see people grow. See him grow, see him, see him mature, be the Christian, be what God wants him to be. I mean, that's the thing. And that's what Paul wanted. He wanted people to, to realize, really come to the realization when it comes right down to it, of who God really is. I mean, isn't that what it's all about? And you can say, well, I've been saved for 30 years. I know who God is. He's got more to show us who he is every single day. I mean, I don't know much. But I know that for a fact. I know that for a fact. He's got more to show us. As long as we're willing to let him show us, he's got more to show us. He's got more to show us. Um, so we see Paul's desire in verse 3. And we, see, and we see the gladness and the joy in verses 4 and 7. I mean, in verse 3, he says, he says, I speak not this to continue, for I've said before that you're in our hearts. And listen to what he says, to die and live with you. I mean, he knew if it, if it came down to it that he was willing to die to preach the gospel. I mean, that's what he's saying there. And, but he also knew that, hey, if, if, if God takes us out of here, guess what? We'll be together forever because that's, that's what's going to happen one of these days. But um, when Paul heard and, and, and saw their spiritual growth in the Lord, Paul said, I gave you the gospel from my heart, the absolute truth, as best I could, that's what he's telling us in these verses, and you received it and are growing in it, and because of this, my heart is overfilled with joy. I mean, verse 4, he says, I am, uh, I am exceeding joyful in all our tribulation. Now, that's not easy to, I mean, he said it, and I go, I know it's in God's word, and it's true. But I tell you what, it's not always easy for me to sit back and say, you know what, I'm exceeding joyful in the tribulations that I'm going through. Because, I, I mean, I'll just be honest with you, I, I'm not there. I mean, I have to get there, okay, but that's hard. But yet he, he said it, and I believe him, and he, he knew. But, but you say, well, how, do you, how does he get there? He knew he was, he was totally sold out, totally understood. Maybe that's a better way to understand he totally understood in his heart, in his mind, in everything within him that God Almighty was in control of every part of his life. And that's how, when, I mean, that's when we get to that point, then we can find joy in the things that, even when the world, everything around us is falling apart, maybe, and things are going the way that we don't want them to go, we can still have joy and peace if we find it through him. I mean, that's where it's going to come from. It's not going to come from anywhere else. It's only going to come from him. But I just thought for him to say that, I mean, I'm exceeding joyful in all our tribulation. I mean, because he knew what he was doing was right. That's the thing. I mean, even when, we, even when we're doing right things, that doesn't mean we don't get discouraged. I mean, we got to keep, we just got, but we just got to keep going because as long as we're doing it for the Lord, living for him, if nothing else, if we're not doing anything else, other than just being a living testimony for him. We're doing what he wants. Okay? Now, he may want you to do more. I'm not, that's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying at a minimum, if we're living for him every day, being a testimony for him every day, that's not always easy. 
And, I mean, he was, a, he was a man, he was a human being just like the rest of us. So, I mean, I'm sure there were times probably he struggled. I mean, to say that he never struggled, I mean, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to say that he, you know, whether he did or he didn't, I don't know. But, yeah. But you know, God can do everything, but we got to be willing to stop whatever it is I'm doing that I'm not supposed to be doing and let him work. Okay, That doesn't mean I just sit back and say, okay, I quit. Okay, God, come by and knock me out of the chair or, or whatever. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is i got to continually be willing to just keep looking to him because the answer may not come real fast. The change may not come real quick. It may not come at all. I mean, there's things that, you know, we all live with, and we say, well, you know, one of these days, it'll, maybe this thing will it'll pass. And maybe one of these days, and, and a lot of them do, but then sometimes there's things that come that we just got to accept them and we got to live with them. And maybe for, from now on until God calls us home, I don't know. But... Those are the things that, like Josh said, you know, I thought, I thought as he was talking, I thought, you know, just forgetting about things spiritually for a minute. I mean, just, just work, life. You know, when I was working, I mean, there was times where I, I would get so burnt, frustrated, stressed. I mean, just working hours and hours and hours, you know. And, and, but yet I knew that, hey, you got to hang in there because, number one, you got to provide. Okay, and you, that's what you're supposed to be, that's what I was supposed to be doing was working, you know. But, I mean, that didn't mean it was always easy. I mean, the easy days were great, you know, when everybody was laughing and joking. I mean, it, you know, I worked in a, I had good folks that worked with me, you know, and, and we worked. But you know what, it wasn't always easy. It wasn't always easy. I mean, you know, and there was times, I mean, I can remember sometimes I missed church and things like that. And, and, and it wasn't always easy. But you know what, it was, it was always the right thing to do, though. No. And that's the same way, like Josh said, with our walk with the Lord, you know, and I have to, I have to slap myself in the rear end sometimes and, and think, you know what, he never promised you that it was going to be just, you know, an easy road. He never said that. His life wasn't easy. Why do I think that mine should be, you know? And it's easy for me to stand here and tell you this, but, I mean, I struggle sometimes with things. I don't know about you all. Maybe you all don't, you know? <laughs> Excuse me. But sometimes it, um, but we got to keep him, I have to keep him front and center. When he's not front and center, even though I'm wallowing sometimes, he's still got to be front and center, okay? Even though I'm wallowing and, and, and not maybe, uh, not progressing a lot, I still got to keep creeping. You know what I mean? I mean? That's a good way to keep, you know, to think about it. No matter how, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a speed thing. It's just make sure we're still making progress. Just keep Keep crawling, keep creeping, keep moving forward. That's the main thing. But anyway, maybe I read this. He said in verse 4, I'm exceeding joyful in all of our tribulation. Nevertheless, and I, th- I just keep going back to that, that verse, those two words in verse 6. Nevertheless, God. You know, and, and I thought about this as, a, as I studied and just read, and I thought, you know what? If I could just keep those two words in the front of my mind every day, my life, my witness, my everything spiritually would probably be a whole lot better. 
I mean, I'm not telling you I'm doing anything bad, but I'm just saying I got room to improve, as we all do, okay? I mean, and I just thought that when those, when those problems, trials, stress, whatever it is comes, nevertheless, God, knowing and, and acknowledging and just drawing, drawn to his word, drawn to him in prayer, whatever it is, but getting close to him, closer to him. Because, um, you know, I thought Paul knew that there, there's, there's things here, and, and we all know he had, he had an experience on, on the Damascus Road that nobody else ever had. I mean, and no doubt that made a, a stinging impression with him, a lasting impression with him for the rest of his life. But you know what? I think back to the night that I went to an altar and I knelt down and I got saved, he made a lasting impression on me that I will never forget. I ain't been perfect, okay? But, I mean, we've all got that, we've all got that memory. We've all got that experience. I should say it's not just a memory. I mean, if we've been saved, we know when it happened, where it happened, and we know it's real. And, you know, so a lot of these things, we can correlate to, the, to Paul. We can correlate to that because, again, he's a human just like us. And if we're looking for strength, we're looking, we can get at the same place where he got it from, the same exact place. That's the only place we're going to get it. I mean, he knew, uh, Paul knew who he belonged to, and he knew he's standing, and he knew he's positioned with God. That's how, he could, that's how he could write for us the things that God told him to write. I mean, there's no other way. If he wasn't grounded in the Lord, God couldn't have used him in the way that he used him. I mean, he didn't do this stuff on his own. He, he, God used him. And, I mean, uh, just Ephesians 1, let me read a couple of verses. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. Just to kind of, just the things that he writes. Think about what, he, what Paul tells us in these verses. He says in Ephesians 1, 3, and 4, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame, before him in love. I mean, you know, there's verses, verses like this. I think when we, when we feel like we're maybe we're, we're, we're struggling or whatever the case might be, I mean, to me, these are, these are grounding verses. These are good verses that we can read and spend time with and think on and think, you know what? God's got the plan. He had a plan. He, he's, I mean, he's the one who has put us where we are today. It's only him, only by his grace. And... 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 8 and 9. This is what he, what he told Timothy. He said, Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God. He didn't say, look, trust in yourself and preach the gospel and it'll work out. That's not what he said. I mean, you know, if we, if we read what he, tell, what he tells us, he's pointing us to the Lord. Every time he's pointing us to the Lord. He goes on and he says, Who has saved us and called us with an holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. I don't know about you all, but when I read those verses and ponder them, that strengthens me. I mean, that, that, that gives me encouragement to know. I mean, I, I'm saved. 
Okay, I have no doubt about that, okay? And, and, I'm, and I'm doing my best to live for him and serve him the best as I think he wants me to. But that doesn't mean that I don't, I don't still want to get encouragement and draw more strength from his word as he leads me to. Does that make sense? I hope it does. I hope it does. So um, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3 says this. Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort. The God of all comfort. Paul knew that God was the one where he was going to get his source for all the things that were going on in his life, in his ministry, in the ministry for the Lord, maybe I should say, that it was going to come from God. That's where he was going to get the comfort that he needed. You say, what, what's the comfort? Everything he needed, whatever it was, strength, protection, Whatever it was, God was going to give it to him. And that's what he's telling us in that verse there. You know, I thought for the child of God, when the problems come, when the stress and the strain are wearing on us, you know, there's a point where there's a moment of peace. And when the, when the peace comes and when the calm comes, even though we're still in the midst of the stress and the strain, that peace and that calm... That's coming from our Heavenly Father. That's where it's coming from. It's coming from the Holy Spirit. I mean, that's the only place for the believer that, that, we can, that it's going to come from. I mean, if, if we're searching for that peace, I mean, as we said this morning, life's not always, I mean, it's, it's not promised for it to be easy, but he's always going to be with us. I mean, and he is the one, he's the only one that can give us that comfort and that peace. He's the only one that can do it. Nobody else can. Nobody else can. You know, Paul received, he, he tells us here, and he, he goes on in verse, let me flip back over here, I lost my spot. He tells us in, um, says, comforted us at the end of verse 6, comforted us by the coming of Titus, and not by his coming only, but by the consolation wherewith he was comforted in you when he told us your earnest desire, your mourning, your fervent mind toward me, so that I rejoice the more. You know, Paul tells us he received good news from Titus. Paul couldn't go. He had sent a letter, and Lord willing, we'll talk about it, maybe some of that next week, if it's the Lord's will. But um, he's talking about this letter that Paul had sent to the Corinthian church. And he couldn't go, but Titus had been there. Titus had been there before Paul was able to get back to them after they got the letter. And he says here, he says he, he received good news from Titus, but he knew Titus wasn't the one that had made the change in the church. I mean, he, he said that they got good news from Titus, but he gave all the promise, all the praise, all the glory for that good news to God. That's what he tells us here in this verse 6 and 7. So, I can tell you this morning beyond a shadow of a doubt, last year, I think we can all sit here and say, last year, everybody had trials, troubles, problems, good times too, but in, mix, in the midst of all the good times, I mean, there was trials, problems, this year is not going to be any different. It's not going to be any different. I mean, Lord willing, there's going to be good things, but there's also going to be trying things. There's going to be problems. But you know what? The more that we lean on the Lord, the more that we're going to be able to do for him, regardless of what else is going on. So, that's all I have this morning.